conclusion to session six is in the feed tonight as we rejoin our game with Sharon, Jameis, Chris, and Nick as we plunge ahead in our Deadlands Noir, the dark heart of the city campaign. Again, my apologies for the bad recording. I'm using a spare microphone that came across very poorly on this one and only minimal editing was done. Enjoy. Back. Sharon's back. You have a Chris yet? Yes, you have a Chris. All right. So we are back. Um, and just as a cutscene, when the officer comes back, you guys uh, pretty much don't have to lie. You can get the story straight out. And uh, <coughs> we have uh, you off from the gun saying that you uh, fired a protection of the officer and to make a warning shot. And he just takes it down, notes that the gun has been fired. No one was injured, no blood on the scene other than Anise, uh, who didn't have a bullet hole. Uh, and she's, of course, not there now because Jack has taken her to a hospital. At least that's the story. So, you know, Frederick, you can keep the gun. <clears throat> uh, discharging a firearm uh, in the city for personal protection, that's fine. No one actually got shot, so, you know, this goes in the report. If they actually do catch the kids, you may be called in to, uh, as a witness, uh, to, uh, make sure it's the right kids, etc. He lost them. He wasn't able to track them down. Apologizes for that. <clears throat> but, uh, there you go. So he takes everybody's statements. In the interim, Sam, uh, not Sam, I'm sorry. Jack goes off and burns something to fill this. And, uh, Anise goes and pawns some things and picks up a, uh, shoddy bit of, uh, lockpicks. Same fence. Finkel's pawn shop. That's <laughs> what she decided to go with after the, the name of her pawn. So, uh, I would say much later that afternoon, you all meet up where? And you get to close the cases on a whole lot of stuff being stolen. Yeah. Yeah, he does, in fact, uh, because he's got this whole load of stuff here that's been sold from the neighborhood. Should make him look pretty good. Uh, not as good since he didn't catch the thieves, but he's able to return some merchandise. Well, um, I'm going to go change clothes. So what do you do uh, when you cut scenes? What does your uh, character go and do? Me? Is there, um, is there a warehouse burning by the docks now? Is that n- Not a warehouse, but I, I will go Orphanage, and- maybe? Burning. Yes, yes. There, there's a small orphanage, and I take pot shots at the children as they come out laughing. <laughs> uh, no, I will. Um, I will find a suitable five. Wow. Fifty-five gallon. Oh, you don't get to go. <laughs> I will uh, find a suitable fifty-five uh, gallon uh, drum. Uh, it is is somewhat cold outside, so. I'll stack some, uh, take a pallet, break it down, and go and drop a match into it with some a little bit of accelerant, and I'll sit there and watch it barely burn. Um, yeah, I hate to bring it up, but uh, yeah, don't you have to pay for that? Yes. You, yeah, so give me that D4 roll. Yes, I have to pay once a week for it. So. No, once a go. Once a go. Yeah, mm-hmm. once a go. Yep. You wish it was once a week. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, so, uh, is there a multiplier on your cost for that? 
I will I will find out and I will report back to you. I I think it's just straight. I, yeah, just keep track uh, whenever you figure it out. I do. Okay. Um. So, where do you all meet back up much later? And um. I guess Franny's house. Yeah, Franny's okay. house is a good place to meet up. Um, and uh, let's do, 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 do. Um, I change clothes, and I will purchase a new outfit because that one is now shredded. waste. Shredded. Yep, and it's shredded. Yep. Um, Five dollars for Sears and uh, Roebuck. Uh, <laughs> Full suit, or you can spend a couple of bucks, uh, like a buck or two, to go down to the nearest uh, second hand no. shop. No, I. My suit is my business. It's very important. That I look, oh, okay. Look spend as much as you'd like, then. <laughs> no, not that much. Because I just lost a major print. It is not a multiplier, but it is once a day. So. Um. Bite me, lost lots of money. I just, I just had them once stolen from me. Well, yes, yes, but you have a way to get back money. My money is burned. Uh, so, uh, let's go and meet with um our other lead in this town, our good. The bar, our, yes. It's good and late in the afternoon by this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am definitely going to change and get cleaned up. Yeah. Uh, ditto, ditto here be, because like I probably have a show later tonight. No, no, this is Tuesday. You usually don't perform to the weekends. Oh, okay. Then I have serious recreation to do, so I'm still going to get cleaned up and recreate. Yeah, I'm going to say this is much later in the day after uh, police reports are filed and you guys do your side thing, so you're actually, uh, I'm going to say you're going there just as the absent house is opening, mm-hmm. especially since you cleaned up. So you're getting there around 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, go up to the right. bartender and say, um, hello, I'm with the Continental Op. I am trying to find a Miss Lo- Rose LaGrange and a Mr. Dan Waller had paid uh, some money. So I wanted to talk with him and give him an update on the case and see if I could okay. speak with him. Well, you arrive there about a quarter to six, uh, we'll say, just before they open up. Fat uh, mm-hmm. Dan Waller, he's the blue slinger uh, at the mm-hmm. Absent House. He says he is the bartender and old uh, and owner, right oh, on good. Urban Street. Oh uh, wow! Okay. Uh, yeah, so there's a little plaque on the outside proclaiming that the uh, the pirate Jean, uh, Jean Lafitte himself opened this place way back into the 1700s. Uh, so this is a bit of uh, his- history here as well. Yeah, well. All right, so uh, Fat Dan is rough as sandpaper and half as friendly. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, so yeah, he uh, uh, he. Puts uh, very beefy, uh, hairy arms on the bar as he leans over. He says, well, Dan would be me. Mm-hmm. Delilah's gone missing. I paid you people a fair amount to find her. Mm-hmm. Well, we got have a, tra- got a note saying that uh, that money's uh, ran up and you all hadn't found her. Well, that's a lot of good that money did, I suppose. Well, I'm still on the case. Um, I 
I am the uh, new detective that they brought in to reopen the case and see if uh, we can't find out some more information about it. So, um, now, I just wanted to see... Hold on, hold on just a second. He's going to respond to that. He, uh, he's a little taken back at first that you're continuing the investigation. He's got this note saying that uh, his money's gone. Uh, but he seems happy that you're continuing. He says, well, I ain't rich. <clears throat> Damn depression, of course, but uh, you get it back alive, and I'll set you up a tab here if you're a drinking man. Not especially, sadly. But I will take it. Perhaps it will be an run an upscale establishment, so perhaps I will um, bring by business with me. So that uh, would... Um, hang on for just a second, guys. Uh, yeah. To... yeah. So... There's a place you got here. It'd be a shame if something happened to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. It would be a terrible shame. Like, <clears throat> someone burn it down because they have a, a desire to do so. Right. <clears throat> uh, oh, right, good. Thing. Um, I'll think about possibly burning down this place because <laughs> I'm a maniac. Um, so, um, Miss Rose was a, uh, or Miss Delilah, she had, she was a Boudin. Is, do you know what priest she used? Yeah, I never ask a person about the religion. Politics, religion. Never talk about those two things. Black company. Wise idea. So, um, you wouldn't happen to know of anybody who does know the local Boudon, would you? Uh, thinks about that for a moment. Says, well, sure, any number of my customers might. You know, I'm a God-fearing man myself. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe they fear the same God that we do. But they just... Squint's real mean if you that. <laughs> Just got a different way of making it apparent. So, um, da, 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 da. so what? You go. All right. Um, can you describe the night that she went missing? Uh, what had happened? Did uh, someone come up talk to her? Did she seem especially shaken? Well, I seen her last set Friday night, but didn't come in Saturday. I sent a boy to her place, but he said the door was closed and there was no answer when he knocked. That's the last time I saw her. So could you describe the Friday night, whether or not someone come by to see her? Well, there's this young fella who couldn't keep his ears off her. Uh, Leaves her love letters all the time uh, before we threw him out. I know that fella. Uh, I spied him him listening him out the window, sitting out there on Bourbon Street a few times. Seems harmless enough, though. Yeah, I, I know that fella. I, I ain't especially concerned about him. Um, hard men. Killers. You know, that brother of hers came by a few times. Uh, pretty hot-headed. Uh, came a few times angry at the world. She called him Delmar? Delmar? Didn't catch yeah. his name. I doubt it's Star. Mm-hmm. And, uh, happened to catch where he happens to be saying anything about him important? Got the fact, uh, got the idea that he was an uh, out-of-towner, just uh, stay at her place every once in a while. Didn't see him but a handful of times come through here. Okay. What about um any particular friends, anyone she might have shared some information with? Anybody? You said she looked shaken on Friday? 
no. Singer set Friday night. It's normal. He pulls out a couple of uh, everybody's uh, bellied up to the bar there. Yes. Cool. Yeah, I yes. mean, he, he lines up a couple of shot glasses, pulls a thing of bourbon off a shelf, and just lines up some drinks for everybody, including himself, which he downs. Yeah, I'll down with him. Well, let me just give you the whole, as I know it. Uh, she oh, came sure. by about three months ago, just before opening, dressed more for Sunday school than a bar, said she wanted to sing. <laughs> she gave me a little sample, and I gave her the floor that night. Couldn't keep folks away afterwards. She sings Friday and Saturday night from about 10 on. Um, she lived somewhere outside of town up until about a month and a half ago. Used to have a brother, uh, yeah, her brother brought her down to the quarter now and then, and uh, recently got a place just across the river. Cheap, but nice. She's doing pretty well here. But really, I, you know, I kind of looks around, but you know, this is, it's a nice place. Mm-hmm. You kind of got the idea that he, they have some rough customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I don't ask too many questions about my employees. Alright. As long as they show up for work and they bring the money in, everything's good. Now you can imagine, uh, a little protective over her, she being such a great songbird and good for the business and all, so I was willing to shell out a little bit of money to see that she, uh, be returned. At least find out what happened to her. I mean, she had a good thing going here. She's making good money. Mm-hmm. Hey, he kind of looks over and says, hey, aren't you that, uh, aren't you that Franny? You a singer too, aren't you? Yes, yes I am. Well, seems I got an opening. Oh, you do? Looking for any jobs? Yes, I am. You have a card? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. No, I'll I'll come by. Um, I have a I have a couple free nights a week, so um, I maybe I think. I take a really critical look at the place. Is this Again, worth it? It's nice. Uh, and it's got a kind of a historic feel to it, especially that plaque outside telling about you know how old it is. Um, oh. Yeah. I, I have a couple of free nights a week, so um, maybe we can work a deal and I can come over here a couple of nights a week. What do you think? Well, I think that I got a slot for 10 on. So uh, anytime you're willing to put on a show, hey, if you've got any friends, uh, I got a got slots to fill with uh, Miss Star. Still in the wind. I hope she's okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't feel like I'm trying to fill that void too quick. But I got a business to run, and I didn't know the girl too well. I mean, as I said, I need to throw down a few bones to look to her well-being. Past that, drugs. Drugs. Yeah, it's it's business. Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. I. What time are you here tomorrow? I'll stop by with my schedule, and we can look at your schedule, and we can maybe work something out. Open up 6 o'clock every day. So, uh, he kind of motions I'll over his shoulder. i uh, Sell food, beverages, and I'd like to have some em- entertainment from 10 on. Great. I think, I guess I'll see you tomorrow. Nod, nod, nod. So, what... Um, in, did she have any friends, anybody who did know her well around here? Uh, not friends other than that brother of hers, I suppose. Lots of admirers. Uh, mm-hmm. never seen her being particularly chatty with any one person, though. 
Um, did she leave any effects behind? Thinks about that for a minute. Just, well, we got cubby holes in the back. Uh, it kind of points over to a, a doorway that says uh, "No customers allowed." Passes point and says, uh, "Free feel, feel free to look." She's uh, cubby three. I don't know if she left anything. Any uh, any boys from uh, Hexagon coming by? Hexaco- Hex- Hexaco. Oh, yeah, Hexaco employees all the time. Yeah. Any, anybody in particular? Big big money fella coming by. Who happened to see her sing? Look real interesting. Talk to you about her. Just that one fella. What one fella? Ah, I told you the one we had to throw out of here. And, oh, just that one fella. But he didn't say he was from Mexico, did he? No, he didn't get the feeling that he had legitimate work. Yeah, he did. All right. Well, uh, anybody got anything else for him? No. No, I'm good. Can't help but think I ain't I ain't figuring this out. I ain't thinking of something. Yeah, I, we're missing something. I know we're missing something, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Has there been any uh, frequent customers who have stopped coming since Miss Ferez isn't here? Thinks about that. <coughs> well, yeah, I lost a lot of customers. She was a big draw. She was the star of my show most weekends, Friday, Saturday night, like clockwork. So we'd break the money in over her. She's only gone a week now. But, uh, yeah, people were calling for and booing my replacements off the stage uh, last week. So, yeah, lots of customers. I expect the draw's going to be worse this week. Anybody dressed in purple? Hmm. Let's see. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that skinny guy I was talking about. I kind of got the idea that, uh, uh, well, while uh, he definitely enjoyed uh, Delilah singing uh, and such, that uh, he was a front man for somebody else, somebody more important. Uh, I remember he came in one time, gave Delilah his uh, really, uh, uh, my mind, gaudy earrings. Uh, Quite a bit of money on it, though. Ordered the most expensive wine on my menu, uh, had a good meal. He had, uh, had a couple of brutes around him, uh, enforcer-likes. You kind of get the idea he was uh, some some big guy in the mob, you know? A skinny guy. I think you worked for him. Mm, I think I know what you mean. Yeah, he's only come in a few times himself, though. It's usually the skinny guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if we can find this skilly fella. Who else you know is seen like an angel around here? Besides Franny. He kind of shrugs. Lila's voice is one of a kind. Uh, no disrespect to you, Miss Franny. Uh, I've only heard you sing one or two times, like what I heard, but she was something special. I can be something special, too. <laughs> he nods at that. See what kind of draw you bring. All right. It's a challenge, then. So, the only other thing, uh, yeah, he said that you're welcome to look through the cubby hole in the back. So, number three was the one she used. Mm-hmm. All right. No, we'll go doesn't back know there. that there's anything back there, but. Uh, eh, go back there, take a look. See maybe if she got a note that spooked her. 
All right. Uh, she's got a few things back there. She's got a cocktail dress, uh, some makeup. She's got a couple of letters, more of those love letters. Some were open, some weren't. Uh, she has a box that looks very much like the one that Anise was given with the, uh, the choker and the jewelry. Uh, very similar. The, the jewelry isn't in it, but the box is still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they'll, they'll have a manufacturer, but they... But, uh, that's it. Uh, nothing else really special in there. Alright, well. Alright. Well, um... Let's see if this... I really want to find a skinny fella, but... Could we even work out if... Uh, give me a smarts roll. Everybody, just give me a... Generous. If Creepy Guy actually had a place in town other than the boat? Well... You know, I might be smart. Well, you did. A little bit smart. I'm um, just a beat cop. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, yeah, those not that guys, bad. Yeah, those of you guys that got the fours. Um, remember the guy at the boat that got punched in the face? Oh, the Vila brother, younger brother. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you think that's the same guy. Oh. What? The, the guy... Okay, not the, that guy wasn't a Vila brother. That guy was just a... That guy was a nobody in the mob. But that guy, we can find. All no, right. no, 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 no. One of the guys that got punched in the face at the boat was a... What was one of the Vila brothers? Yeah, but not uh, not this guy. This is this is not the the one that did the most. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Um. All right. Well. Um. Shoot. Let's see. Let's see. It. It has ignore that lead. The police officers, they know where he is. That he put he'll put a he will put a his righteous address when he dealt with those officers of that precinct. We could go to that precinct, find out where he lives, and then go talk to him from there. Let's yeah, no, you're right. He's an arrogant motherfucker. Yeah, he is, and he and he wouldn't have anything to fear. Let's go to that to that um precinct, see if we can't find his righteous address and go pay him a visit. Uh, we'll just cut scene to much later that night. Uh, sure, you're able to pull his registered address out of the uh, the database because, well, out of the card file, we'll say, uh, mm-hmm. for the report that was done uh, at the scene uh, of the struggle, etc. Uh, you go there. Uh, he isn't home because, of course, he makes the rounds at night. Uh, he goes bar hopping from one to another, scouting out talent, um, Mr. Styles. And uh, apparently he's still, even though Mr. Styles is gone and punched him in the face before he left, uh, is still uh, doing his thing. And he has a servant there, a manservant, basically looks over the house and tells you that he's not here. Uh, what time will he be back? Well, he usually stays out all night, sir. He's, uh, he doesn't come back home until it's 2, 3 a.m. Okay. Um, if you are proficient with your navigation of the bars in the area, I'm sure that if you... Uh, 
visit them, you will you will find my uh, master at uh, one of them in the cell. Okay. Well, I will go do such a thing, and if I don't find them before then, then I will come back here and <laughs> at 2, 3 a.m. Uh, Anise, uh, just roll me a d4. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. She may not in the moment, because my phone's ringing again. One. One. Okay, uh, an hour later, uh, you find yourself at the pickle. And, <laughs> the new pickle. Uh, and he's sitting there, uh, listening to a band that's playing. Uh, he's got a nice, uh, bottle of cognac in front of him, a couple of cronies around him. He's still sporting a shiner on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys had interviewed him that, well, talked to him. Uh, once yeah. Before. Anyway, so he recognizes you all. Uh, yeah. Have a seat. Yeah. So. Hey, Bo. Join the music. So, um, I'm trying to find out what happened to a Miss Rose Legrand. You might know her as Miss Delilah Starr. I figure you might be the last man who's seen her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of those, uh. Singers. Yeah, one of those singers that, uh, my, uh. (laughs) Your former boss. Well, he's still my boss. He's just not around. I done told you word. You should be concerned in your former boss. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, some things are sketchy about that. Uh, yeah. Certainly, I don't want to be associated with him if he's uh, trying to mess with the uh, business, of course. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. it's oh. all best for all around. You consider your former boss. So, Franny will start very conspicuously sharpening the bar knives right behind Jack. <laughs> All right. All right. So makes him a little uncomfortable. He says, "Look, uh, yeah, I, uh, I was uh, uh, doing some scouting for my boss, of course. And uh, whoa, what can I say? She's got a beautiful voice. Uh, my oh, boss, my. he had a couple of other birds on the hook at the time, and well, you know, I kind of took a liking to Delilah. I, uh, you know, I sent you a couple of letters for myself. Uh, no harm in that. See if I could make some time with her." She turned me down flat, though. I guess I'm, uh, <clears throat> straight into the collar on the suit. I'm just not as, uh, attracted to her as I, uh, thought I might be. Uh, well, you know, no harm in it. The boss man, uh, gives out signs of his affection all the time. Doesn't mean he always gets to make time with the woman, you know. Sometimes I, uh, I pick up his, uh, you know. I feel you. So, um, Friday night, you got tuned up by that cop. <laughs> Knives being sharpened in the background. <laughs> yeah. That night, you got tuned up by that cop. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> Bet you do. Now, anybody funny? Did you see anybody funny pass her a note? Anybody funny? Any change in her attitude? Way she was doing things. Um. Hmm. You know what? This is uh, this could be a lot because they're <coughs> they're, quite they're acting friendly enough, but in the background, uh, <laughs> Franny sharpening knives. I'll tell you what, give me a persuasion roll. Uh, yeah. You go plus two to it. I also have some charm about me. Yeah, it's, uh, Fanny's putting him on edge, so he's a little bit more susceptible to your charm, we'll say. Yeah. Like, good cop, bad cop is what it's coming down to. So, a nine persuasion is, look, look, look uh, uh, he looks around him and he kind of motions you to get to your 
head a little closer to him. Oh, wow. Band, Look at that roll. Yeah, nice roll. Uh, band is playing in the background, so uh, your voice can't carry too far. Because, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> pulled in a few markers, right? Uh, we got her out of town. Uh, there's some folks after her. There's uh, uh, two, uh, two hired thugs uh, came a looking for and uh, you know, she uh, she had a little bit of favor with my boss, as I was saying, so she pulled in a favor. He got her out of town. Got her, uh, got her back home. Um, I don't know where she is now, man. I mean, yeah, just did her a favor. That's all. She's safe, I'm sure. But you didn't know, same by might have spooked her now. Uh, well, like I said, uh, there's these two tired goons uh, from out of town. Uh, uh, they spooked or something. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What you know? What happened? What transpired with that? Well, uh, as I said, uh, they came a looking for. Uh, she uh, pulled in a marker, pulled in a favor, uh, needed to get out of town quick, so we helped her out of town. I mean, what more is there to it? Uh, just how they found out that she was there. I got the idea. There were uh, some guys from back home, uh, hired from some guys back home. Oh, I, I trust me, I know all about that dang bit. I'm curious about bit. I'm curious about. <laughs> Guard dogs on Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, James is coughing when you're saying that. What, what was that last bit? I'm curious about what set the guard dogs on her. Guard dogs? You mean those two uh, muscle boys? I don't know. It wasn't my business. My business was she. Uh, you know where the two muscle boys are now? Uh, he thinks about it. He writes down uh, a couple of uh, addresses. He says, well, if you're out of towners and you're still around, Probably find him at one of these places here. Alright. I'll keep that in mind. Well. I'm not saying they are still in town, you know. Uh, we put a, put a fast one on him. <laughs> Used a decoy. Uh, looked a lot like Delilah. Uh, got him to go in one direction and we took her another, you know. <laughs> I don't know if they figured that one out or not. Oh, I'm sure they have. They yeah, by now, sure. It's been a bit. So. I will, uh, go ahead and buy you a bottle. Hope you had a good day now. Uh, you know, you buy him a bottle, and he says, uh, and as just you're about to leave, he says, uh, attain, attain, yeah, uh, that's a person who dropped her off. Well, I didn't, you know, one of my guys, but, uh, he mentioned somebody named attain. That backwater mm-hmm. hole she used to live in. Oh, yeah. Alright, I do appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for the booze. Had a good one. I'll see you around. He looks over at Fred and he was still sharpening knives. Although, you you still won't consider Mr. Stodge a former boss, because when work gets back, he ain't gonna be free for nobody. Yeah. I just pull on the last one and then stick it in the drawer and walk away. God bless. Hit my cat. Alright. Well, I guess the only other thing we need to do in New Orleans is find that voodoo man. Uh, he's got her gris gris. The voodoo man in uh, Mansha, the one that he, the one that she goes to. Well, there's, there's that one in Mansha, but she probably had a local boy that she went, she dealt with. I figure. But, 
one adventure is going to be the one with all the information. We just might as well sleep night and then go down there to mansion. Sounds like a good plan. All right. That's what we do, Bert. We'll go to mansion. All right. If you uh, want to find the voodoo places right here, it's not that high. Yeah. Can be. Uh, it's up to you. If you want to ask around to see if you can find a voodoo man here that she might have been, or a church she's been attending, it's going to be a legwork uh, role. Uh, otherwise, uh, just head on out. Uh, you hey. do find that you can get a train uh, pretty cheap out to Manchac. Uh, it's got three different times. You can go early in the morning, 6 o'clock, and one goes out, goes out at noon, and then one goes out at 3. So you go to choice of times, that's every day. Uh, Manchek is one stop along this route. Alright, well, I'll go do that one. When do the trains come back? Uh, that, well, uh, it's, it's, a, pair, it's, it's a set schedule, so, you know, uh, it's a little bit before each of those times it's coming back through. So same times each day. Yeah, same time we get all. Alright, let's go... S- Let's go see her, uh, we got this address. Let's go see her pa. Maybe her brother. It's not a, it's not a long, it's not a very long, uh, train ride to Manchac. Well, it'll be the next yeah. day though. It would be the yeah. next day. Mm-hmm. Through the, oh, yeah, well, you're right. It is the next day. Let me go ahead and roll my d4. <laughs> Bert was saying only, oh, well. You only have to do it I when dramatically appropriate. Well, no, I have to do it every day. I don't yeah. do it every but day. But Bert was only making you pay do. for it at dramatically appropriate moment. Oh, yeah. Well, I just went ahead and got this one over. <laughs> so, I, I will um, go see. Let's go to the address we got to see who's there. All right, so you guys take the train then next morning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what time? You go, like, bright and early? Bright and early for me. Yep, right and early. <laughs> oh, well, right and early for you. Is that noon then, or are you going to get the 6 a.m. Yeah, totally bright and early. It's somewhere around 9-ish. There's no train around 9-ish. <laughs> well, you know. 6 a.m., noon, and 3. Okay, then I will uh, actually get up bright and early, and then I'll sleep, on the, I'll sleep on the damn train on the way there. <laughs> Five minutes before we hit the next train stop. Uh, buck fifty for the train ride, uh, round trip. That'll get you, uh, there and back. Wow. Oh, and I will, I will call in to my handlers and let them know that I am proceeding forth with the case. Yep. They ask if you need any daily. You need uh, a bit of lettuce to keep you going. No, I'm fine. Hey, what about the rest well, of us? Hang on to the receipts. <laughs> hang yeah, on to the receipts. So, uh, Manchak is a sleepy little fishing town. Uh, the railroad stop here uh, declares that there's about 200 souls that live here. There are chickens scampering rampantly underfoot. Goats run wild. And there's a grand total of three cars parked haphazardly about this small town. Woo! All train station here uh, is a single pier for a couple of local fishing boats, a couple of dozen simple homes, a tent housing a small bar, and an old general store. This is the downtown. Moon Star Train Station. This is uh, part of Dixie Rails uh, coming through here. And just give y'all a picture of what that what happens to look like. All this nice swamp land area <coughs> that we are in, in the middle of hell. 
where the skeeters are as big as my fist. Yeah, uh, anyone um, has what the is the I'm sorry, the um rail station that run the uh, rail company that runs this place? Dixie what's their rela- Dixie, what's their relationship with Hellstrom? Uh competitors. Gotcha. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so anyone who has the occult skill may roll it. Oh, we all have it. It's just none of us have it or anything about it. Uh, I don't I, actually have it. No. Yeah. I beg to differ about that. Yeah, okay. I, I thought it was a default. No one has it in base unless you've got at least a D4. Yeah, I've got zero. No. I'm almost zero. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. They didn't actually have the damn skill, so I got a four. Okay. Um, I'm not kind of bothered because I'm at a D4 minus two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you have this skill, you can roll. If you don't, you can't even roll. That's, that's, there's no default here. No, no untrained. Um, so there are subtle voodoo trappings throughout the town. Charms, grigri bags, hung from inconspicuous places. Um, so they don't really hide the fact. It's just not something that unless you know what to look for, that you can really see it. I mean, it's out in the open, but you know, unless you know about it, you know. You, know. you ain't going over. Okay. So the town is, uh, Strongly with that faith, it seems. So, uh, yeah, here we go. We've got the train station, the piers, there's a general store, uh, you can ask about. Uh, you've got an address, but looking around, you don't really see any street signs, so the address don't mean a heck of a lot. A general store means a heck of a lot, so I'll go visit them folks. I'll doff my cap when I come in. Alright. I'm, I'm assuming, unless anyone says otherwise, you're all sticking together. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, good idea. This is a very small store selling sundries, cold soda, chocolate bars. Uh, particularly popular here. You see there's quite a few stands of chocolate bars. It also doubles as the post office. Yeah. I'll go ahead and buy me a chocolate bar. How much that cost me? A nickel. Yeah. All right. I'll go owner and postmasters, Hiram Akers. Go ahead and throw down another nickel. Say, Mr. Makers. Pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Name's Henry Smith. Yeah, Mr. Smith. Uh, this is, uh, Hiram is a black man and he's probably mid 30s. Right. I figure most of the town have him. Yeah, he life. looks at your second nickel and says, You want another chocolate bar with that? No, I, I got I got a few questions for you and I'd appreciate it. i take your time up. I figure it's worth something to me. Looks at the nickel, but doesn't reach to touch it yet. Let's say, yeah. say a piece. Yep. So, there, uh, a man who hired me to do a job. I'm looking for that man. Just make sure I tell him face to face results of what he had me do. Man, uh, Delam. Delmer, excuse me. Alright, uh, he is not nodding or making any sign of recognition yet. Go on. Yeah. We'll find him dumb face to face. He said he'd live around here. He gave me an address, but don't mean, don't seem to mean anything from anything around here. I will uh, whisper in Jack's ear, um, give the man a dollar. Oh. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll see what he happens to say first. Yeah, he uh, a, he ain't gonna say squat. Give the man a dollar. 
But he looks at, uh, you know, you're talking to Jack, kind of whispering in his ear. There's all, the other people are standing around him. So two women, a uh, man who has a regal bearing there, Mr. Figs, you're not in your, your officer's blues, but uh, you've got that bearing about you. And the smooth talking, good looking man in front of him, all white. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he is, he's like, look, uh, who'd you say you were? If you for? don't. I'm working for, I'm working for the Continental Lock. I will push uh-huh. it. I will push it. I will push a silver dollar across, across the desk at him and at, at, at the guy and say, yeah. "Like, you he, know, he here you go." He doesn't even reach for it. He <coughs> looks at you guys and he said, "What's Delmar done this time?" Delmar ain't done nothing. And I say, "He ain't done nothing, sir." I mean, he ain't done nothing. Because if I, would, I'm not I, saying Delmar did anything. This, sir, is for you and your service. I'm going to wait outside for my ride. Good day. You're quite great service, and I will leave the store. <laughs> I'm going to follow Freddy's. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, that leaves Mr. Figs and uh, <laughs> Jack so, here. So Delmar ain't done nothing, but his sister is going to miss him. You know, she went to the big city, and you know that uh, Delmer, being an angry man, had said something. I guarantee he had said something about his sister going missing. And I will yell back through the end of the store, Jack, don't be an idiot. The man earned his money. I take that into account. Um, make me some kind of, uh... Some kind of persuasion role here. Mm-hmm. Uh, money's not going to give you any kind of bonus. I didn't figure it would. <laughs> the fact that I do have some charm about me, does that take into account? Or not? Um. Or is he, or no, is my no. charm cancelled out by the fact that he's a suspicious man? Pretty much. Okay, uh, um, shoot. I got a raise. I want to spend, I want to spend to like, Get that two to something else. Well, what, what, okay, so hold on a second. Jack's the one talking. You've left the store. So what are you rolling for? I thought you said roll of persuasion. No, no, just Jack. Just Jack. Sorry. Oh, okay, He's sorry. He's the one talking. Um, yeah. nine. So yeah, he, uh, he thinks about it for a bit. He says, look, look, so, uh, what are you wanting out of this? Uh, you want to find Delmar because, uh, his sister's gone missing. Yeah, and I want to have some words with him because I figure that there's some things that he can help me out with. Because I have hit something like a roadblock. There are a couple men about town that I won't speak to. Delmar can act as an emissary in between them and me. He, uh, he pulls the, uh, the dollar and the nickel over to him. Mm-hmm. He says, look, it ain't no secret where the LaGrange family lives around here. And I tell you what, I'll put you in that direction. But I'll also tell you that once you leave this store and walk down to the sheriff's, I'm going to tell the sheriff that your white folks have been looking for Delmar. If something happens to Delmar, and then he that, stares at you. And I will greet him with the open stare of the man who's just ha- handsomely righteous and say, ain't nothing going to happen to Delmar, I guarantee it. Upon my honor, sir, it ain't something I come into your shop. I come into your shop as a righteous man, as a man tramping about here and 
looking for evil deeds. And it is fair that you go to the sheriff. I have no problems with that. He nods and he takes the money off the counter, puts it in the cash register. He says, look, look at here. The LaGrange, uh, they're an extended family. They live on a sugarcane farm about four miles northwest of this town. And he kind of just points at the window. Follow that road. There's a bunch of numerous little farms along the road to the place. Um, most of them purchased or inherited from former plantation owners. Grange, they live in uh, three adjacent simple houses uh, just south of the sugarcane fields. And uh, he starts just drawing a little map out on a, like a, a map. Mm-hmm. Out by the old McAllisters. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're going to pass a dog on a log. Yeah. You're going to make a left. Oh, okay. Boy's been no, no, there for two. It's pretty simple. Four miles that direction. Never mm-hmm. mind all the small parcels. When you find a big sugar cane farm, or what used to be one, uh, you can't miss it. Uh, there's three houses there, though. Uh, he says the door grains are extended from. And then there's the dog on a log. Yeah. Well, he, gives you, he gives you directions. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody gives them to you. You think he's being honest. Said, and the Lagrange is. I heard the brother. Uh, you can go down there. Uh, he points over to the bar. He says, You got a truck over there. He wouldn't mind giving you all a ride for a little bit of luminary compensation. Uh, otherwise, look at four miles. Not too bad. Certainly would appreciate it. It is still awful hot considering it's September, but that is the way of the world these days, ain't it? Uh, it's a very slow nod. As now, if to say, well, <laughs> as if to say, you white boys don't know nothing about sweating. <laughs> now, now, got a question. The Grange, any way to approach them so I don't make them mad? I've approached me a man on a farm them days. He raises a shotgun at me. Uh, no, you know, he actually cracks a small smile for the first time, actually. He's actually giving you any kind of impression on space at all. He says, well, that's good to chask. Uh, you bring, uh, you bring them, uh, bring them a gift. Uh, he points over, uh, third bottle down. That's the face. Then old, uh, old Papa Abel. Uh, you get to talking to him if you bring that bottle. How much is it? Hey, straight, y'all. That stuff's rock good. I can't sell it to anybody but Papa. Well, I'll go ahead and throw down a dime, just, you know, like, hey. Which is not, I'm not insulting him with the dime, am I? Nope. I okay. still more than with toss. <laughs> okay. I'll throw him down a dime and say, I appreciate your kindness towards me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Tell the sh- uh, what's the sheriff's name, just in case I happen to run into him? Um, good question. I'm going to look it up. No, so. I, I, it's sheriff's name. Yeah. Okay. Sheriff George. All right, Sheriff George. Tell my compliments. I mean no harm. I Let's hope see. you have a good day, Mr. Hiram. Of course. Proof is in the pudding after all. I tip my cat. Well, I put my cat back on my head. Those of you that left the place uh, outside, you're drawing lots of stairs uh, from the very small community that are here. Uh, you definitely stick out uh, quite a bit. I mean, this is a Fishermen and farmers, and you all are dressed up like city folk. Uh, all right. Still there? And true to his words, as soon as you leave, he closes up shop, starts walking down the road 
I'll go ahead and whistle Dixie <laughs> as I go ahead and head on down to where they're off of transportation because four miles and nine of my <laughs> with 100% humidity outside. Ain't nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, so said bar is a large enclosed tent. Uh, it's still got the uh, hexaco oil uh, stamp on the outside edges. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> It's a mom-pop establishment, Elise and Mo. Yeah, right. We're a bunch of stooges. 89-year-old Elise <laughs> and uh, her husband, Mo, are uh, greeting people at the tent. Basically, uh, it's uh, some some uh, brand name hooch, but otherwise it looks like it might be bathtub gin or homemade <laughs> wine sort of thing. They got uh, big pots of uh, stew going on. She's ladling out uh, heaping pots of rice and beans, a little bit of greens on them, people. Uh, oh, that's a little chalkboard with uh, very, you know, varying prices for certain things. I'll take some gumbo. Oh, all right. Yeah, you uh, step up and uh, Lisa grabs a big old ladle and uh, starts you know, putting out a bowl for you. Sees your people behind you there. Says, everybody looks hungry. Come on Perhaps. now. Nickel You won't get better? If I hunger. Of course, we need a cool beer to wash that down with. <clears throat> How much is that there? Uh, well, he looks like, well, give me a quarter for all of it. Alright, how about I call it 35 cents, call it even. Big spender. She looks you up what? and down. From the city! Indeed. Get these big spenders from the city some beer. And, uh, Mo, uh, very pleasant, you know, expression on his face. Also an older man. Brings out, uh, you know, these are beer bottles. Labels been stripped off of them, so you know this is like home brew. Everybody seems to be drinking. It's not like they're setting you up. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah, so yeah. what do I need to roll to undercut and a what profit? <laughs> undercut thirty-five cents in, uh, a bottle at, at uh, a profit. No, it's thirty-five cents for all. All of you. <laughs> oh, whoa, crap! All right, never mind. No, I'm, I'm throwing some money about. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty tasty. I mean, it's simple. Oh fare, my, filling. Come on, Albert. This this is the best shit that we've ever had. Well, I mean, you come from a place that's known for food. Oh yeah. So you know, be, this isn't be, bad. This isn't bad, especially for what you're paying. Oh yeah. <laughs> to be fair, yes. And it's fresh. Done. I mean, it's fresh. This this is uh, the, the fish right here. This is probably caught just hours ago. You know. To be fair, if we had come from any other place in New Orleans, yeah. this would be like the nectar of the gods yeah. itself. God, I love, I miss that food. Anyways, so uh, there's uh, there's basically just rude benches around the tent where everybody's sitting down having their food. You get the idea that this is where all the working people come just to fill up before going back to work or going home. Uh, you're getting a lot of stares, but people seem congenial enough. Oh yeah, and you and do so, see the flatbed pickup truck. You know, they, the, the back used to be a, like a normal kind of pickup truck that it's been ripped off and there's just a flat, uh, flat piece of wood that's been nailed down to it. And it's right. sitting, sitting next to the tent there. It also has the Hexaco stamp on, uh, like the driver's side door. It's been you know, weathered over time, so it's not, it's not very clear anymore. But you're looking around and you're seeing like a lot of the tables are made out of old pallets that had, you can still occasionally see a Texaco stamp here and there. Alright, well, I, I will, um, after I finish my meal, because... Hexagon. Hexagon. Yeah. I, I don't want to 
interrupt my meal, especially when it's this good. I go to one and say, Ma'am, now, uh, I was told that I could arrange some transportation out to the Lagrange place. Uh, who are you asking, uh, the girl or the man? The girl. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, my, my husband there, Mo, can take you out there. I'd be awfully obliged, and I had no problem paying your fair wage to go out there for him. A little bit more than fair, I'd say. Oh, you staying or you just heading out? Just heading out. I'd appreciate it right back. And Miss Moe's sitting around there for a minute while I have a discussion with Papa Abel. Oh, well, I tell you what. Uh, we got to make a delivery out there. you got a sack of flour and potatoes. Uh, you want to lend that strong back of yours to help him Moe to, to deliver that? And you wouldn't mind waiting around for about an hour. Uh, we're heading out that way anyway. I wouldn't mind at all, man. My hands are made for work after all. She looks at your lily white hands. <laughs> oh, I got some scars. I got more than a couple scars and calluses on my hands. All right. My hands uh, ain't clean. Okay. Well, you enjoy your food. Uh, in the meantime, there are some people talking uh, around you. Uh, they, After the initial shock of newcomers, and they seem to kind of shrug it off and continue on talking. Uh, a lot of things about fishing, how bad the fishing's been. <coughs> Although I probably won't make the notice roll. Is anyone talking about where Father Etain is or the Voodoo Church? Voodoo Church. Yes. Or does he come in and a bunch of people act respectfully? Ooh, that's a good one. Everybody give me a notice roll for the scene. Okay. I pass. Who's a good cat? Nice. You're a good cat? Yes, you are, aren't you? Yeah. You're a good cat. <laughs> You like some of this gumbo cat? You want some of this gumbo? Oh, I just uh, the barely passed, just but I passed. Yeah. Okay. But that gumbo is damn good. Nothing about uh, a team. Actually, there's not a lot of talk about religion in general, but there are a lot of grumblings going on about Hexaco and how the fishing's been bad after the accident. Um, uh, some people are talking about the people that died in the accident. That don't surprise me. Uh, something, uh, something about, uh, yeah, fishing's been bad since they packed up and left. Oh, so they left. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Yep. Uh, if anybody wants to interject, that's some of those things that you guys are overhearing. So, um, what, how precise that, what happened caused Hexaco to leave? Are you asking one of the people that are talking, or are you asking uh, police? I'm asking one of the people that are talking. Oh, uh, you know, a week or so ago, something happened out at Station 13. Uh, a couple of uh, folks there wound up dead. They didn't tell us what happened, but my understanding is the rig blew right up or something. Did it now? They just pulled up stake and left, huh? And considered it a loss. Uh, you know, people that died around there, they didn't want the... Uh, uh, get the get their little company's name dragged through the paper and all, so they picked up stakes and left. They didn't offer Hell of a mess. That's what they did. Took away they good jobs. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see how that ain't good. There's a guy around here who happened to work on there out there. Like a couple of other people once you talk to them about the uh, Hexaco seem to get on, you know, they come and sit down next to you while you're talking. They say, yeah, they found oil all over these bayou, but it's real hard to get at it, expensive to maintain. 
They came about six months ago and put up several rigs out in the bayou. Uh, Manchak was their staging area. Uh, this tent here was inherited when they was done. A lot of locals got well paid to help them set up their rigs, so most folks here be fond of them. At least until the pump started leaking some kind of nasty oil. Killed lots of fish, crawdads, and such. You enjoying that bowl? That's some oh. good gumbo, yeah? As, as good as you're going to get anywhere right here. It used to be better. It used to be better. Oh, I don't doubt that, none. Now, where did uh, they leave anything behind? Papers? Yeah. Things like that? Yeah, they, they left a lot behind. Mostly utility, uh, boxes, uh, equipment here and there. Didn't bother to pull it off with them. So, well, we did a little scavenging, of course, you know. Oh, yeah, well, that's just fair game. One man leaves something behind, he ain't come back and get it. That's whoever's yeah, gonna no. get it first. They cleared out them offices, though, right? Ain't nothing left there. That's damn shame. Here's what it is. There might be some of them boys still around town, but not here in Manchac. Uh, he says, looky here. And, uh, <laughs> <her> napkins are <laughs> the preferred drawing surface, apparently. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he basically just does a rough, rough hand draw of, like, where the pumping station was, where they set up, that sort of thing. It's like, yeah, you go out free, go and look at scavenge. You got a lot of, uh, most of the good stuff they picked over, of course, but, uh, hey, he kind of looks at you and looks at your clothing, looks at your friends. It's like, hey, you, uh, you from, you from Mexico? You here trying to cause some trouble? No, surely not, my good sir. I'm just here, friend Lagrange's. Here, pass along a couple messages. That's it. Uh, yeah. That doesn't seem to fade. It's like, yeah, great. It's, it's a good family. I heard. Yeah. That, uh, that older boy there's though, that Delmar, he gets himself into a lot of trouble. He's got a big mouth on him. Easy, easy to set him on fire. Angry man. Some Very angry. Some men, they just born angry. Ain't nothing to do with it, but is what it is. Angry at the world, their place in it. They calm down with time. Ain't never met one that didn't. Uh, so, you guys looking for any specific information here? Uh, you know, they, that's, that's what they know about Hexaco. You know, first they were a big boon for the area. Oh, yeah. They started the water. Oh, yeah. Well, the big old. The simple story of Deadlands. It was good at first, but yeah. then it went to then it went to shit. <laughs> Why? Because the world is evil. We should have known when we started burning that super fuel when it started screaming at us. That's when we should have known. No, but <laughs> we did. We we decided we looked at the Chiching and we went, "That's good." Um, Bert, what's the name of this campaign exactly? <laughs> This is the dark heart of the city. Dark heart of the city. Okay. Now, Obsidian Portal just, like, flipped me weird, so. <clears throat> well, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap it up here pretty soon for the night. Uh, so, okay. if, you, if anyone else wants to press questions of any kind, uh, feel free. The people seem to be, uh, fine talking to you after it's, you know, you're eating your food, you know, you're not causing any trouble. It's easy enough to talk to you. Well, um, we're about gonna have girl. to actually process that one. About that girl Lagrange, uh, Rose Lagrange. What do you know about her? I heard she got a hell of a voice on her. 
Uh, again, it's pretty much all people know. It's like, yeah, you hear it sing a few times. Uh, she, she sing in church. Oh, oh she's not that great. No! Oh, no. <laughs> you went. Father, Etienne, where he happened to be running around these parts? Oh, he's, uh, uh, actually, that kind of gets people a little quieter. Uh, it's like, yeah, he's the local Hogan. Uh, yeah. Who, uh, you know, <laughs> They're they're a little bit more closed lipped about that. Not too many folks okay. like you part of their religion. Yeah. Okay, well, moving on to safer topics then. Uh, have you noticed these two thugs around here? Given the, do we have a basic description of? Yes. You okay. Do you have noticed the people? Have you seen around here the two thugs? The basic description of X and Y. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're willing to talk about this. Like, yeah, they local boys. They uh. Uh, they got hired on by uh, Hexco early on. Uh, yeah. yeah, trouble, pure trouble. Uh, they've been in and out, had the problems with the law. They've been in and out of jail so many times, but uh, Hexco snapped them right up. Been on the paycheck for a while. Seen them recent? Um, only a die. Something that uh, even odd. <laughs> what, <Tim? laughs> uh, even. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they've, uh, seen them around. Uh, hey, hey, when's the last time you've seen the brothers? Uh, somebody down the table's like, uh, overhearing your conversation so they know who you're talking about, about the brothers. It's like, they came on, uh, they came on a train a couple of days ago. Uh, kind of scratches his head. Hey, didn't you say you're going down to Papa LaGrange's? They were out here looking for uh, looking for their daughter. Uh, not not sissy, the other one, the older one. Rose. Rose, that's it. They were out here looking for Rose. Couple, not not that many days ago. Uh, Papa, Abel, how how to approach him and Delmar? Anything in particular? Not dwell on or say anything in particular that pleased them. Yeah, he looks you up and down. And says, "I don't, I don't suggest you trying to talk to Delmar uh, yourself." Papa, Papa's right affable. You bring him his favorite uh, drain cleaner, <laughs> and uh, he'd be happy to talk to you. Well, the problem is Delmar. Before I came up here to see, well, you get Papa's approval. Delmar, talk to. Well, of course, patriarch. I always gotta go through the Papa. Um, oh, somebody, go ahead. I just don't know. I have to. I just have to mention to Jack, and I can sort of secret a moment. Yeah. Oh. Well, if I can secret a moment with Jack, just sort of whisper to him. Mm-hmm. Someone sent in the money, and if Delma's out here, perhaps the post office might know if Delma came in and sent anything off to the agents to the oh, code. Oh, what a good idea! Oh man, that was a good idea. Damn. Yeah. Let's go talk to Hiram. That's a good point. Well, sorry, Bert. What would you going to say? Uh, somebody in the background says, uh, "Wasn't Delmar beaten up pretty bad? Didn't he get? Uh, didn't he have a run-in?" Uh, there's some conversation there. It's not really. No one's quite sure, but some people have heard a rumor that Delmar got beaten up pretty bad. Uh, not that long ago. And in recovery. Oh. Like the idea of killing 
Alright, let's go talk to Hiram. Uh, I'm sorry, talk to who? Hiram. Hiram. Hiram? The post office. Oh, okay. Hiram. Sorry. My accent comes comes through when I end up talking about these people. Um, They're my people. Hey, Bert. Hmm. Do you get a chance? Can you send me a direct link to the um, Rule 20? I can't get there right now. Yeah, give me a second. Um, can you that far from the chat? Uh, maybe it is. Looks to me. Yeah, it's way up there. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. we're almost we're almost done for tonight. Uh, oh no, no, no! I mean, just for future yeah, yeah. reference, so yeah. I can mark it. Yeah, when I close it down and reopen it up, I'll have the the link again. Um, although, actually, if you look at the chat log on Skype, I think it's one of the first things I put in the chat log in Skype. I just hopefully reposted it. Yeah. Yep, it's there. Uh, here I'll copy the location. Here I'll drop it back in the chat for you. I got some really good shots of the Louisiana swamp. There you go. Yeah. Hey, thank you. It's it's been a while since I've seen keep it open. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, and again, I didn't. Awesome. Catch who are you going to visit now? Post the postmaster, Hiram. Master. Yeah. Yep. That's uh. Yeah. No. Well, a visit with intense interest. There you go. You come around here with aggression, we're going to be put down to the ground, and they're going to beat us to the gators. All right, so we'll do a, We'll do this as the last thing of the night. Um, so back at the uh, the general store slash post office, <laughs> Hiram's back. Uh, he's reopened the store. He's back behind the counter. And he looks up. like, oh, figured you'd be on your way by now. Well, they they want me to feed people before we head on over there and let people have their lunch. I figure it's a wise idea. Now, I had a question. Did uh, Delmar come on by here and put up some money so that uh sends money along down the way, or was it Gator? He actually laughs at that. Delmar have money? <laughs> uh, you, you don't know Delmar too well, then I would take it. Delmar ain't never got no money. So is was it Gata and his friend Rico to put uh, up some money to the Continental Op? Uh, yeah, he actually looks like he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's like I hadn't seen Gator and uh, his brother <coughs> not in a while. Who put up? Well, a little while ago, some money put some money up to the Continental Op. Was it them boys down there with Hexaco? Uh, I said, well, we ain't got no, uh, we ain't got no, uh, he says, we ain't got no phone service right here. The only, only phone in the whole place, uh, is at the trade station over there. Um, if somebody's doing a wire, uh, transferring the money, um, yeah, it's either from the old Hexaco place, uh, or it's at the train station. I mean, I, you want to send a letter, you come to Hiram, you come to me, but you want to talk to somebody on the phone, send some money, that's on me. Did anyone send a letter to the Western people? He shrugs. He says, like, you know, I, unless I addressed it, you know, some people don't know their letters. I do do that. But I don't look at people's letters before they go in the box over there. They would have probably and, uh, given a stamp and it might have stood out. No, because it wasn't Delmar that sent down there that money. Huh. Makes sense, makes sense. 
Alright, well, I will go ahead and keep that alone. Alright. Alright. I All don't right. appreciate it fiercely. Father Etienne, we wouldn't happen to know where he is. Because I heard Miss Lagrange loved him. Well, I know, uh, I know where his church is. Uh, now Etienne, uh, he's been missing. Uh, he's been missing? Yeah. Uh, he missed the services last week. Oh, hell. Uh, but yeah, he'll give you instructions as to where, uh, church is. Uh, oh, I do not want to mess with some bad juju. I don't like this. Well, I really don't like this. No shit. Yeah, let's. It'd be interesting to see who's paying my bill, at least. Yeah, you can live to see to read it. That's what it is. I ain't never scared of putting a bullet in a man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's not say that in front of the postmaster. Let's go up to the truck. Everyone, everyone looks over at the police officer, looks over at the postman. <laughs> I raise my glass to him and say, y'all had a good one now. That's okay. I'm gonna play a chick card. I get to hide behind y'all. <laughs> oh, you have me. All right. Uh, all right. We're gonna we're gonna call it there for the night. Then right. uh, gonna, you've got you've sec- you know, secured a ride out to the Lagrange place uh, with a little bit of uh, sweat <laughs> to help uh, move some crates, making delivery out there. So yeah. we'll pick it up last time. Um, you guys trace down a few leads. Uh, I'm, yeah, this is worth uh, this is worth the experience for the session. Hey, and we just and we survived the Ward War, the Battle of the Hedges. <laughs> yeah, if I'd gotten around it, I would have just stunned them to stun. But yeah, oh, well, uh, well, you might have suffered backlash just like I did. Hell, no, no one's gonna suffer like you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fearful. Yeah, uh, fun session. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, fun session. session. Fun session, had a lot of fun. What with the tune? Uh, you guys pretty much ran, ran down all the clues. Um, there was a couple of places you could get uh, the Lagrange's address. Uh, you know, Hex- you could have gone to Hexaco with their stubs. Uh, mm-hmm. it does, you know, so there's nothing really there you missed. Anything that you could have gotten there was an address. You found that another way. That was cool. I pretty uh, much figured if we went to Hexaco, we were going to get shot. Yeah. Of course, once Thanks. you got down here, you figure out that you know, address really doesn't mean much of anything except for the person who delivered the mail. Kind of no, but otherwise. Yeah. So yeah, you did good. Did good. Found some links. Good. I'm glad. Well, I wouldn't go that far, mm-hmm. So, uh, mystery second person that's paying for the legwork on trying to find uh, Delilah Star. Likely not the brother. Likely, Likely not. not the brother. But it means that there are more people that we're gonna have to put a bullet into before this one's done. Oh, I don't put bullets. Able. I don't put bullets in anybody. That's your job, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Except for your own party. <laughs> yeah. Come on now, let's be honest with you. You know, like you you have a one in four chance to put a bullet into a friendly. Anytime you roll a one. Put a bullet into a friend. Is it a one okay, or is it a double one? Perfectly. I no, it's just exactly, a one. No, no, one. no. I yeah. rolled a double one. Oh, okay. yeah. This time it's really bad, but uh, yeah. it is just a single one. 
a for single your, yeah. one okay. for Grim Servant of Death puts a bullet into a Grim. Well, that's why I don't shoot much. It's that's yeah. not my forte. That's not what I do. Yeah, it's good to keep that one in mind. <laughs> no, yeah, I not. Uh, good to know that as in as in many of my campaigns, uh, party members are not afraid to sight down on children running <laughs> away. <laughs> I was just referencing that. Like, I don't know what it is about you that that, that children who thieve are just, like, dead. Well, once you're dead, you lose a bit of wow. interest in who you kill and who you don't. I know. I, I feel you. I can understand that. I, I, I got a powerful urge myself. But. <laughs> but at least this time it wasn't as egregious as the last time. Created by Kevin McLeod. More great music can be found at his website at incompetech.com. If you enjoy the show, we would love to hear from you. You can find links to our public forums, the software that we use, and other information at our homepage at bluemagic.com. That's B L U M A G I K. Reviews on iTunes, recommends at rpgpodcasts.com, and email to steamsteelmurder at gmail.com are also appreciated. Thank you for listening.